Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. I am historian Matt, and we're going to jump right into stories. I have only one story, but it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's basically uh, M&M vending machines secretly tracking faces, we think. So basically, an M&M branded vending machine on the campus of Canada-based University of Waterloo was found to be tracking faces. The feature was found after an error appeared on the screen from the app called invenda.vending.facialrecognitionapp.exe. An image of the error was uploaded to Reddit by an anonymous student who goes by Squid Kid, and he posted a comment with it saying, Hey, so why do stupid M&M machines have facial recognition? And I think we're all wondering that ourselves. It isn't clear what the facial recognition software is for or how advanced it is, but uh, one of the brochures from the company, the company's called Invenda, uh, says that the machines are capable of estimating the ages and genders of the users. Invenda claims that the vending machines only uses facial recognition to activate the purchasing interface and the machines do not store images of faces. So Dave, what do you think? The M&Ms are spying on us. The M&Ms are <laughs> they're, they're real mad at the humans for all that, that crap that they were talking about them. Remember when they were like, that M&M's not sexy anymore. Do you remember that? <laughs> the green M&M, &M, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it was the green M&M. The green M&M is having uh, their revenge. Right. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, so I think there's like two problems with this related to like the facial recognition it has to do with the two different meanings to facial recognition. And those two are pausing. So I can add that to the beginning, the, the intro to the show, but I'll continue. Anyways, the two, two reasons are first one is a uh, facial recognition as just like recognizing a face. And the second one is facial recognition, which the scarier one that we're probably all thinking about, which is recognizing individual people. And I think Invenda is saying that they are just recognizing people in general, that the face, that there's a face in front of the camera, not that it's a specific person. But uh, then again, they also say they're, they're tracking age and gender. So they're obviously doing a little more processing than just you know, recognizing that a face exists and that's a little scary. I mean, if you can't trust a vending machine company, who can you trust? <laughs> you trust just about anybody else. <laughs> so, um, I don't think that I had assumed this was going on or whatever, but, um, I am the absolute opposite of surprised that this is happening. And I yeah. am now, I think we're going to find more of this. I think we're going to find this isn't like the only vending machine that is doing some version of this. Yeah, I think you're right. There's probably a lot more stuff that's tracking you. I know there was like a big thing a while ago about certain TVs were having like cameras installed in them. So at your home, it would like, it was supposed to be just tracking to see if you're like actually interested in what you're watching or something for metrics or something. But I don't think that, I don't know if that ever actually happened or if it was just a big scare or not. Uh, that was quite a while ago. It was years ago. And of course there's always uh minority report, which is like, this is so similar. It's kind of scary. So funny enough, when I bought the TV I have right now, first thing they did was upsell me uh, to a TV that was three times how much the, the one that I wanted was. 
Um, but then they tried to upsell me again to the one with the camera. And I was like, what do I need a camera in my TV for? <laughs> They're like, oh, you right. can make so video, you, do... you can make video calls. I'm like, I don't want to make video calls on my TV. Yeah, I, don't I, have want, I have a computer for that. I don't want people with to a see camera how, I can turn off. <laughs> I don't want people to see how messy my living room is. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think they actually stopped with that. I don't think the most TVs have that anymore because nobody used it that way, right? Like, there's a lot, there's a million problems with it. One, you're sitting so far away from the microphone that it's going to sound yeah. bad. You're sitting so far away from the camera that it's going to look bad. And it's a television. You're supposed to like lean back and watch something on it. If you want to make a video, yeah. you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your, um, apparently you can do it. Now you can make a video call uh, when you're buying M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> you can call the green M&M and you can be like, you need to wear higher high heels. That's right. So yeah, we're going to find out that more uh, vending machines are doing this. Cause I'm, why wouldn't you, if you were um, operating a vending machine company, right? I, the person buys the vending machine either, or if it's like, I don't know if, if people rent the vending machines, but the person who's manufacturing it, they can then have a, a tail on the money they make because now every one of their vending machines that they've sold to either, you know, to me, if I want to, you know, have a vending machine in my house or, you know, more probably accurately, a company that rents vending machines out to, to people or whatever. Well, now you're making the money off the initial purchase and you have the tail of the data you're collecting. Yeah. So that yeah, it I mean, makes the, sense. The main reason why you'd want to not want to do this is for specifically this story. It's like, if it comes out that, that you're tracking, you know, doing facial tracking, facial recognition and tracking, uh, then you're going to get in the paper and or on the internet in a very bad light. Uh, and it may not be worth the, Depending on how much money you could actually get for the tracking part, I guess. What's that? It's instead of that uh, Wint tweet that's like, I'm not mad, don't put it in the newspaper that I'm mad. It's like, I'm not spying on you, don't put it in the newspaper that I'm spying on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is again, I, I, I never, I, I wouldn't have like thought this, like, but when, when the story came up, I'm like, well, obviously a vending machine is tracking, yeah. you, get, getting, <laughs> getting some information yeah. from you that either the, vending machine company or more likely a third party might find useful. Yeah. Well, again, it's like, uh, it's not that I would have predicted this, but I'm not surprised. Right. It's not a, yeah, I'm not, I was not, I didn't see that and be like, Oh, I never would have thought of that. I saw that and said, Oh, why didn't I think that was happening already? <laughs> well, it sounds like the, uh, the students at this university are, up in arms and are pushing the university to get rid of all of the vending machines that have this software in it. I assume all of the M&M branded vending machines that are doing this. It's also kind of dumb to have a vending machine that just sells. I don't know. I guess it's M&M and Mars. Products, it's M&M probably. branded. Right. And that's the Mars company. Mars sells a lot of other stuff. Right. Right. So now I, I thought about it again for a second. I was like, wait a minute. That's not. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's lot not, of stuff. It's not just m and It's not just like, you know, you know, the, the rows and rows of the things and they're all just bags of M&Ms. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. other stuff in there. Well, that's an interesting story. I'd say we're going to keep an eye on it, but this is going to be one of those things that's just going to disappear like after it, um, yeah. after it shows up, unfortunately. So yeah, I, but I, I'm sure something else like is going to show up. And if we see it, we'll, we'll cover it. 
if, if we cover it, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's, we'll see. it's definitely <laughs> something to keep an eye on, but I think people will forget about it in a couple of weeks yeah. or in a couple minutes. I'll probably forget about it on my way to the store after we record this. <laughs> yeah. But then maybe I'll the store to get M&Ms. Maybe it's granola. Maybe it's guerrilla marketing and I'll pick up a bag of M&Ms while I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's my turn now. Yep. Hey, how the check are you? I am a, Dave, I'm the producer of this and all the shows here at Echoplex Media. Check out echoplexmedia.com to find out more about me, or don't. Um, I got two stories. Uh, they're probably both pretty quick hits here, actually. Uh, first one's from uh, 404 Media, quickly becoming one of my favorite places to get tech news. Um, Jumpshot, the parent company of a va- that for a vast uh, web, uh, I'm sorry, for a vast antivirus, uh, was fined for uh, selling uh, user data that they gathered through their antivirus and through the uh, web browser plugin. The FTC fine was $16.5 million. The data was harvested through the antivirus antivirus application and through the browser plugin. The complaint claims that the company never deleted the data that it was harvesting and that this data totaled eight petabytes from 2014 through 2020 and the data was sold in a non-aggregated form, which basically means that makes it pretty easy to identify the customers. Again, is this just one of those things, Matt, where you're like, oh, I never would have thought of this, but they're obviously doing that. Well, this one's a little bit different. It's, yeah, sort of, but like it's an antivirus software. And I feel like if they're invading your privacy, that's much worse than most other software like it i feel like it would damage their reputation and their sales way more uh than than other uh, other software i mean right. they try to a lot of the antivirus that i've seen and, and whatever you call it um also tries to do the thing where they they upsell you to find your your info on the dark web and they you know they won't track it on the dark web not that you can do anything if they find your stuff on the dark web but you know they now they're like a, po- a potential source of that to begin with so yeah yeah now the uh, yeah. if you install a different antivirus after finding this out the the your new antivirus is going to tell on the old antivirus yeah. for yeah. Uh, sharing your information and the other problem here and the, one of a pro- one of the problems with antivirus software more broadly is that it has um like on windows machines it has uh, access to your system that you just simply other applications do not have this kind of yeah. access to your system. They have to, to scan for viruses. Um, I think this might be a good time to tell people that you don't, you don't need this. You just like the built-in one on windows is fine. It's already there. You can't remove it. It's already got access to the system because it's part of the system. And you, you, the most important like uh, element in the chain of whether or not you get a virus is actually you. Yeah. The antivirus, you're not, the antivirus, well, by the time it finds something, it's probably too late and you're going to have to wipe out your system anyway. It's not going to remove it. You shouldn't trust it that it removed yeah. it. And um, yeah, just, you know, pra- use best practices. Don't go to websites you're not familiar with. Don't ever download and install anything you don't know what it is. If anything ever pops up and asks you for permission to do something, if you're not sure what it is, just say no. Because if yeah. you... If you need that thing later, you can initiate it yourself. If you trust the the company or whatever that that is that is giving you the software, um, these it's been quite some time. I think I'm going to wager to say since Windows Seven. I don't think Windows users have needed 
anything other than what comes with the operating system. These things slow yeah. down your system and they, they, they like mess with things that like they'll mess with your ability to use your webcam. If you want, they do all kind of crap and you, you don't need this. It's, it's garbage. And, um, you could even turn off the windows defender for the most part, if you wanted to, if you were just installing from the windows store or like, if you want Adobe products, you get it from Adobe, et cetera. Yeah. If you want, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this might be into music or whatever. If you want a, a digital audio workstation, install it from them. I think the people who use this stuff oftentimes are like getting, are they, they think it's going to protect them from any malware and a pirated piece of software maybe. Yeah. But, or they just get tricked into it. Right. Because they don't know. People don't know. You don't know. You don't need yeah. this crap. Um, I mean, I run Linux and there's plenty of Linux viruses, but it never occurred to me to install an antivirus on my Linux computers. Yeah. I would have to get, you know, I would have to get the virus in the first place and like, just get stuff from the the repo. I just get stuff from a trusted repo or like from the, you know, the, 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 the application in Linux that finds me applications. Okay. You don't get the latest version of it sometimes, but who cares? And like, if yeah. you're using windows, most people can just get what they need from the Microsoft store. And you know, I don't, I don't, I ain't in love with Microsoft, but there's not a lot of malware floating around in that Microsoft store. Uh, maybe you could get this, uh, a vast, uh, antivirus, which, uh, seems, uh, maybe not necessarily malware, but it's, uh, not nice. So I wonder if uh, Microsoft is going to remove this because I imagine it's in the it's in their store. I wonder if Microsoft's going to remove this. I wonder if Google's going to remove the extensions and whatnot. Well, I mean, it sounded like they have this is something from the past, um, and they may not be doing it anymore, or at least claiming they're not doing it anymore. Again, like if you're an antivirus software and you do something like this, you really damage your reputation and and your income. Um, but I want to say. Uh, I do run on windows sometimes. And, uh, one of my windows machines had, um, the, you know, the Norton antivirus pre-installed and it is the most annoying thing I think I've ever had on a computer. It's constantly popping up windows and stuff and, and then like asking me different things. And then, you know, Hey, do you want to scan your system? Hey, you know, we found your information on the dark web. We can't do anything about it, but it's on the dark web. <laughs> like this doesn't help. This is stupid. I'm going to remove it anyways. So when I got a, uh, I, have a I, had to, I didn't have to, I wanted a new laptop and I got a brand new one in box from one of our old vendors. Um, that yeah. good, good price. First thing I did is I took that thing out of the box, went to the Microsoft web, website and downloaded their like clean version, like, you know, their window, the, the yeah. where, media yeah. creation tool. And I just wiped out the whole thing. There's because I think it had, I forget, I think it might've had Norton on it, but it had a bunch of stuff from Dell on it too. And I'm like, I just want the device drivers. I don't even need like, like I didn't even install most of the device drivers because I'm, it's a, I, it's like a, it's a, I just DJ on it. So it, it as long as yeah. it, basically as long as it has a screen and like a USB driver, <laughs> Like, it's fine for me. And I think, I think like if for not even like super advanced users, but for like even intermediate users, I think that's a really good thing to do when you get a brand new system, you get yeah. all the, cause you know, 
you may there may be a deal or whatever where you get it and it happens to have an antivirus. You ever tried to remove an antivirus from a computer? No, but I think I'm about to try. <laughs> oh, I, I wish you the best of luck, my friend. Okay, <laughs> thanks. I wish you the yeah, best of luck. Yeah, I'm sure it's horrible. Luck. It will I, back your system up before you try removing that antivirus. Oh, okay. I don't know if okay. it's got like a poison pill in it or whatever, but it, it sure seems like it does. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's been a while. Maybe they've, you know, maybe there's ways in which they've had to make it easier to remove because people complained about it. But it is oftentimes very difficult to remove these these programs. Um, I don't know yeah. if it's by design or just by the nature of the thing that the application does that it's going to be harder to remove. Who knows? But good luck. Best of luck to you. Yeah. All right. I got another story. It's, All uh, right. it's a fun one. Um, the European Union is looking into Apple dropping web app support. Apple has decided to drop progressive web app support in iOS 17.4 for uh, customers in the European Union. Uh, this will basically be, basically be just replaced with bookmarks on the home screen, redirecting you to the browser, and Apple is blaming European Union regulation that requires Apple to allow third-party browser engines instead of uh, just allowing WebKit as they were before. Um, this is, uh, it'd be nice if HK was here cause he's a, a developer and, uh, has an iPhone. <laughs> I am neither a developer nor an owner of an iPhone. Yeah. Um, I'm technically not a developer anymore. <laughs> I haven't written code in a few years, but, uh, and I don't own a, an iPhone, so I don't so, know anything about it, but this is more of their malicious compliance stuff, right? Right. They're like, oh, well, um, you're going to make us just allow, you know, the, the blink engine or whatever. I forget what Mozilla uses. They're like, well, now we can't allow progressive web apps because the progressive web app might be calling up this, uh, web, this, uh, this, uh, you know, a browser engine that we don't like. And you, yeah. like you called it malicious compliance. They're complying with the letter of the law, but not the, um, not the intention of the law. And, uh, the EU does not like when people do this. Yeah. They, there's probably, I don't know. Um, for sure, but in whatever regulation that they're, you know, they're maliciously complying with, I would imagine there's probably language about malicious compliance in the regulation. Um, yeah, this is, this is not great. Um, I don't know. I think most, most of the time, most people, most apps are just native. And so it doesn't really matter, but like this progressive web apps are kind of neat. Like, you know, they, they allowed, developers to in a lot of cases save a lot of time right because they're just yeah they just make it once and then now they yeah they send it so to, isn't uh, like, to all these different devices so isn't this like um the the issue is here is these progressive web apps are not they're basically they show up as like apps in the the app store but they're effectively just a web browser running their um you know, the, the, some, from some website with a little extra stuff that a uh, little, little extra access, a little, um, some local storage or something like that. Uh, notifications, that kind of thing. Yeah. Your local storage notifications, notifications. Yeah. Yeah. They have probably similar permissions to a native app. They're just, uh, it's just a, a web, yeah. uh, like a, uh, you know, a stripped down web browser wrapped around, uh, what is effectively a web page. Right. Um, right. Again, it would have been nice if uh, HK would have been here because he probably knows a lot more about this because he uh, is probably uh, 
he, I, I want, I mean, he, you know, it probably doesn't matter for him necessarily because he's still just getting started. But if they were to just remove it for everybody, I bet he'd be pretty pissed because I, I think his uh, app for his email is a progressive web app. And so, yeah, I actually don't know because I haven't tried the, the uh, app for it, but yeah, uh, he definitely, he's a front end engineer more so than, and I'm a more of a back end engineer. So again, I just didn't have any, uh, wasn't exposed to any of that, those problems. Not even good HTML engineer. <laughs> Very yeah, back end. Like you called it, it's malicious compliance. It's like, well, you're yeah. going to make us do this one thing. So we're going to do this other thing to make the thing that you want us to, we're going to basically make the other thing you want us to do, um, screw everything up so that people, you know, people might think, well, this is the EU's fault now that I can't, you know, get this app because it was progressive web app and it's EU regulation. It's like, no, this is malicious compliance by, by Apple. The, yeah. the, the progressive web app hasn't changed for anyone, but the, e, the EU customers. So like, this is just Apple mad at the EU. I imagine yeah. uh, that, that some savvy Apple users will figure out how to um, convince their phone that they're not in the, eu so that they could just use progressive web apps but then like people shouldn't have to do that like to just have the yeah. same experience they had before because they're not nothing like the progressive web apps that are already in the store nothing's going to change about them it's just they're going to upgrade to 17.4 and i don't know are they are they, they going to be deleted or are they just going to be turned into i don't know how they're going to do this right on an existing phone because now you're now the things on your home screen aren't going to be there anymore or if they are, yeah. they're just going to, now you're going to, you are know, like, what? I have to, why, why am I in the, the, why am I in Safari? Yeah. They're like, what is this? I didn't want to go to a web page. I would just go to the web page. So I yeah. imagine developers are going to, going to be pissed, especially developers in the EU. Um, unfortunately, I think the cult of Apple is going to convince the developers that this is the EU's fault and not uh, Apple's fault for engaging in malicious compliance, but we shall see. We shall see. Developers yeah. are a savvy bunch. Um, I have never had any, uh, interest in an iPhone or Apple products. I just don't like the, I don't like lockdown experiences, but a lot of people love their iPhones and this is just going to, yeah. this is going to, this is going to, I don't know, some like think about people who are, don't even know anything about this. And now they're, now their whole experience changes. They're like, they, they're going to think something's wrong with their phone. Mm -hmm. And but something is. But oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> the thing that's wrong with their phone is malicious compliance to regulation, not actually something's wrong with their phone. Like just, yeah, yeah. just people that are just aren't, you know, like not everybody has a technology podcast. <laughs> right. And certainly not everybody <laughs> listens my... to, not everybody listens to ours. That's for sure. Yeah. And so that is true. That is, that is the truest thing uh, we've said that anybody said on this show. <laughs> You know, it's it's the way it goes. Um, good luck to the Apple customers. Uh, good luck to the EU. I think the EU generally is tries to do this regulation uh, for the for the sake of customers, customer experience, and competition. And um, these companies should stop doing engaging in malicious compliance and just just comply with the regulation and like try to negotiate when you can. Like, yeah, who knows. Anyway, I guess that's the show. I guess I will read the show out this week for the podcast listeners. And if it's, if it's good enough, maybe you'll use it for YouTube. Who knows? <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening to and or watching how the tech are you? You can find our other uh, material 
at uh, equiplexmedia.com. Uh, if you click the support tab there, you can support this project and um, follow my Twitch channel. It's uh, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. There's a lot of other great stuff there. And if you were to go to one of these two places, you would get something from YouTube. Have a great tech and week.